Welcome back, everyone, to the Voice of My Beloved podcast. This is Braden and Tally. Welcome. We're looking forward today to the continuation of Tally's story. So buckle yeah. up and enjoy the ride. We're going to finish out this story. series on the Love and Purity series on this podcast. So yes, story time with Tally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, you know, the song that's been playing at the beginning and end of all, this is the story of this song. You so, wrote this song during the betrothal period? During the betrothal period, yes. Uh, inspired by the story that I'm telling today. And so you can see kind of where the love came banner from. and all that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Have you mentioned that in previous podcasts? I don't remember. The love banner? Yeah. No. Okay. So you're going to, you're going to get that. Okay. Yeah. Suspense. So. We should have put that at the end of the last podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, just getting back into this story, the power of forgiveness, the power of really in all this, we want you listeners out there to really be connected to the heart of Yeshua. He's such a good teacher and that he allows us to experience things through object lessons. Mm -hmm. You know, the marriage, marriage, all of marriages are meant yeah. to point to this reality of a covenant between God and his people yeah. and the power of Yeshua's love, his passionate love for a bride that has made mistakes yeah. you know, and that he can redeem you and, yeah. and call you out and up into a new life uh -huh. with a new start. Right. Yeah. And I just like, I'm so thankful and amazed too, because God brought us through this whole story here. And in the midst of that, he revealed things in my heart that I had no idea that I was dealing with. Like, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was just distancing myself from God in a way, like because of my past, because of things and just thinking, you know, he must need to keep a distance from me. And, uh, and because of what God has, God brought us through in our relationship, uh, I believe it helped the walls come down of just realizing how he desires closeness with us. He doesn't want that distance. And I would have never even really seen the distance that was in my heart unless God had brought us through um, this story. And so, um, so anyways, yeah, I hope that it encourages others to really um, look at their relationship with God and just realize how he desires nearness to us. Yeah, I was just down at the jail today earlier and was sharing with the prisoners from John 15. Yeshua talks about how everything the Father has revealed to him, he's sharing with them. He says, mm -hmm. I no longer call you servants, but friends, because everything that the Father's revealing to me, I'm sharing with you. And so he gives us this key, I believe, in friendship. There's no walls. There's no right. wall. a true friendship. There's a trust there that you can share and be transparent with another, with another person. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just uh, that was a journey for Tally and I in our relationship where Tally had experienced rejection in her past mm -hmm. from other guys. And now she had to, you know, in some ways, let those walls down to allow her heart to trust me. Mm -hmm. And so that was a journey. That was about, what, a year, year and a half journey yeah. where I, I, I was like mysterious, like, Tally, I love you. You know, why are you, you know, I, I could sense it that she wasn't fully, her heart was not able to fully yeah. trust mine. Yeah. But she had to work through this whole process of, warming up to me of, of yeah. actually trusting me that I wasn't going to reject her. Yeah. And so this is yeah. a, a whole journey. Yeah. Which this was, it was, it was, it was a, a really good journey. Uh, but it's also, uh, an incentive to not, uh, find yourself in the situations that I found myself in as a young person, uh, because it does, it, it takes, 
a lot of healing to be able to work through those things that you allow in your life um, to bring whatever it is, rejection and, and all of the brokenness that comes in broken relationships. Uh, it takes time and a lot of, I mean, fortitude <laughs> to, get, <laughs> to get through it and come out in a healthy place and unoffended and uninhibited you know, place. And so, uh, so that's what, you know, it's what we encourage, uh, is to, to press in for that. Don't settle, don't settle for anything less than the fullness of what God has called you to as a bride, as a bride, as a, the one that has been called beloved. <laughs> uh, and so, yes. Yeah, so yeah, that's a whole up. journey really of words, I would say as well, because yeah. it was the power of word. It was, you know, uh-huh. the power of our words, there is in that life and death. And so, I was able to speak to Tally and just reaffirm my love, mm-hmm. reaffirm her identity in the Messiah. And that's what ended up breaking these walls down mm-hmm. of rejection, mm-hmm. of mistrust. Yeah. So, yeah, just want to encourage you. You know, you may feel yourself in this place of, I don't feel like a cherished bride right now. Mm-hmm. Well, allow the words of your bridegroom to break those walls down. Mm-hmm. And meditate on those words. You know, it says in the scripture, we have thought, oh God, on your loving kindness. Uh-huh. And so it, there's this meditation process in our journey with God of actually thinking about his love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually, it's, it's engaging with his thoughts. And that's how our emotions and our minds get renewed. We're transformed mm-hmm. by that by the word. And this is a journey. It's not something that just happens automatically, but it's a, it's a journey of just allowing his words to shape us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So yeah. So I'll dive into, I'll just pick up where I finished off last week. Um, I was talking about, uh, just the interactions uh, having with Brayden. Um, I, when I met Brayden's family, I was, um, full blown, (laughs) When I say these things, this is, okay, my life, I went through a journey of God kind of, um, weaning you from, yeah, from worldly things. Um, this doesn't mean that, you know, when I mention specific things, I, I'm not putting that out there as a, this is something, a conclusion that you have to come to, but there were, um, certain things in this journey that God, uh, put on my heart to do. And so, uh, so anyways, when I first, uh, met Brayden, I was full blown, um, hair, big hair and bunch of makeup and high heels. And I was pretty, you know, coming, I was in the fashion world only a year or two before and stuff. So this is how I, I met, uh, Brayden and stuff. And so it was two years from the time I met Brayden until the time we got married and God was already working on me for sure. When I met, uh, the Waller family, he was already, he'd already done a, a lot in my life. And so I I think it, uh, as far as relationships, I think that it was only within, uh, that year that God had really spoken to me about like to be serious, like do not flirt with relationships. Do not, you know, get emotionally involved or dream about people. I want you to submit this area of your life to me. And so, um, you know, I, I, I really had a short period of time where I did that. And so I really love the testimony of those that have walked that out their whole lives that have clung to that, uh, just submitting that, that whole area of their lives to God, uh, in their whole, you know, in their whole story. Um, Which I think there's a point there too, Tally, that it's something you can't ignore these desires. The mm-hmm. desires to be beautiful, the desires yeah. to be accepted, the desire to be loved. Mm-hmm. Those are 
actually God-given desires. Right. And so the, I think the point is we have to be intentional about meeting those in the right way, in the right, right. place. You know, for to meditate on God's word, he's, he, when he says you're beautiful, you know, to, to thank the God of all creation looks down and says, Tally, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to have a guy, yeah. you know, telling you you're beautiful all the time because the God of all creation is telling you you're beautiful. I mean, right. you know, that I tell you you're beautiful, it's, it's kind of added bonus, but I mean, right. it doesn't it mean more that the God of all creation says you're beautiful. Yes, yes, I mean, of course, you know? yes. So like, uh, you know, as a single person, if I'm talking to singles out there, you know, marriage is a great blessing. I don't want to paint it in any other way. It's a, it's a God-given blessing. Mm-hmm. However, there's a place in your life right now as a single person that you can experience those desires of your heart to be beautiful, to be loved, to be accepted. You can find that in Yeshua in a very powerful way in this season of your life. Right. And I just want to encourage you, you know, our purity message is not just about abstaining from the world's version of satisfying those desires but it's even more so you know if if the abstaining is is a small it's a percentage of Mm -hmm. that of that pie you could say but the biggest piece of that pie is to actually indulge yourself to go (laughs) extravagantly into the accepting of God's love and right. the accepting of and meeting those desires in a very positive way. Right. So that's, that's the right. heart of what we want to encourage is to really, you know, not just reject the world, but accept and embrace the power of God's love for you. Right. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I was just, um, I just saw this little, uh, quote thing and it said it had be yourself crossed out and then it said uh, be holy for I am holy and <laughs> I, I really liked that because I was just like wow yeah that's what God calls us to be he calls us to be holy like him and so um, and so holy doesn't mean um, that you ignore all of these natural things that he fearfully and wonderfully designed you to be. Um, it doesn't mean ignoring those things, but it means setting it in a holy context. And so, um, and so that's the thing that I think we find a lot of confusion on what is the holy context. And, uh, and a lot of times, you know, we, we end up settling for something much less than the fullness of what God has for us. And so that's what we're, we're, uh, we really want to encourage is, is finding the beauty of holiness. Yeah. And <laughs> it's a that, beautiful place. We were talking about this recently too. People say, well, I'm just being myself. You know, right. I, this is just the way I am, you know, but, but is that what God's called us to? You know, Yeshua said, take up your cross and follow me. He's actually calling you to lay down yourself, you know, right. to, to lay down your own dreams and your own, if your personality is not lining up with the scriptures, then you have to actually not do those things right. that are just part of yourself. You know? <laughs> right, so, right. so it's just, it's just this journey of submitting to him. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, yeah. and just, I, I just had this funny thought. Uh, I was, uh, thinking about this conversation I was having with Safania. If you know Safania, our little boy, he, he has, he comes out with some pretty funny things sometimes, but, uh, you know, talking about the idea of being beautiful, you know, women, I think relate to that idea of being beautiful much more than guys do. But I think there's, there's also an element of guys to have a heart that is pleasing to God. You could say even having a beautiful heart before, before God, Moses, you know, you consider Moses to be this austere guy, but he says, I mean, and I'm not saying that that's exactly who he was, but you, you kind of get this idea of Moses being this really serious and kind of austere person, you right. know, you know, he's spending all this time, you know, up in the mountain with God and stuff, but he prays in Psalm 90, he says, let the beauty of the Lord, our God be upon us. Like he had this vision for the beauty of God. Mm-hmm. You know, we see God's beautiful. We know he's very masculine. He's a father. You know, there's this whole element of him being beautiful. And Moses let the beauty of the Lord, our God be upon us. But anyway, Svania, uh, <laughs> this is a while ago now, but he says, uh, he says, Abba, you're, you're 
you're pretty. And I said, well, you know, most of the time you don't tell guys they're pretty, Stefania. He's about three years old. He said, well, well you're pretty funny. <laughs> I just, I just got a kick out of that. So yeah, anyway, so back on track here, Tally. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> we we want to have a beautiful heart before him. We, yeah. we want to realize that he can make us beautiful and to, as Moses prayed, the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. Let his beauty shine through us, his light and his glory as he's redeemed us out of darkness into his light. Let us be that reflection of his beauty. Yes, yes. Amen. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, uh, this whole path of purity was, was a new walk for me. It was something I was still discovering, figuring out how to do it. Um, I, you know, met the Wallers, uh, and within this two, ra- two years before uh, Braden and I got married, God was really continuing to work on me. It already started before I met them, and, and he was continuing to work on me. I, I was talking a lot to Tommy and Sherry, just wanting to know everything, you know, about their lives and their walk and why they did certain things and, and, uh, just loved, you know, being just around their family and seeing them walk out this, this testimony of, of walking in purity. Uh, and so anyways, our, our story goes, I think Brayden and I only had a, you know, a few, uh, you know, conversations uh, between each other over those two years. We spent quite a bit of time just as families. Yeah, I observed him, you know, I I knew where his heart was. Uh, I saw him. I taught uh, you a few Hebrew lessons, I think. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I knew he liked Hebrew. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And he... Yeah, I saw that he loved, you know, I saw, I saw what was important to him. He loved prayer. He loved God. He loved uh, purity. He loved Israel. Um, he loved his family. He was engaging with his, his parents. He was submitted to them. He was walking uh, in, a, in a, a good place there. And, and even though we didn't get to sit down and, you know, shoot the breeze much, uh, I saw uh, that God was doing a, a big a work in his life. And so there was the one side of me that was dreaming of marrying this, this man uh, that, uh, that just seemed amazing, and the music thing was just a real draw for me. I was just always felt like music was something that w- God was calling me to, and then Israel and everything just seemed to lined up as far as our life vision. Um, and so I had this idea that maybe, you know, he was this perfect one, but like I said, I was trying to not to be totally okay if that was not going to be the case. And so I even found myself in a season of, of praying for his wife and, and almost expecting it like, okay, he's going to get married at any time. Who is she? Who's she going to be? And, um, but, and so there was that side and then, and then there was the other side of me that was just like, there's no way I could marry someone like him. Like he's just, you know, he's got so many things, you know, he's just got a much, you know, nicer past <laughs> than, than I have. So there was this, and, and Tommy and Sherry both heard parts of my story, not the full-blown scoop. Um, I, they knew that I was coming from, you know, some public school in New York City and stuff. They knew I was in fashion world. Well, you um, mentioned that you had gone to Christian school. But that was just first yeah. season of your life, but then yeah. you went most to public of my, school. Yeah, most of, I, I ended up switching to public school for, um, for, for theater and art, uh, yeah. just because I was very interested in these things. And so... Yeah, so we go through life, and and I just am in love with Israel, uh, which was after that first a, trip, you were yeah, with all which in. was a really big connection. I'm going to nursing school, and um, and just 
suffering. <laughs> my parents really wanted me to go to nursing school. And so because they wanted, you know, I'm, I'm like 24 years old and all I've done was chase after all of these crazy artistic, creative things, which, you know, you've all heard of the starving artist. That was me. I was just like, could not do anything practical, but just was a dreamer. I was just dreaming all the time. And so they were just like, Tally, you're doing nursing school. You're going to make something of your life. <laughs> no, they, they loved me and they loved all of my theatrical and things. That, that I did, but, um, but they wanted me to, you know, be able to make it in life. And so, so I'm going to school for nursing. And so I can't go to Israel. And so I'm seeing the Wallers this whole time, just wanting to go to Israel with them. And it's just never happening. And so, um, so the Wallers, you know, see how much I love Israel. They're up at our house, um, before they fly out and they're reading off names, you know, victoriously before they head, you know, to the airport and just, they're so excited to leave. And I'm sitting there just like crying, um, just tears streaming down. It, it was one of the big things that captured <laughs> dad's heart about Tally is that she really had a love for Israel. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> and so they go to Israel Brayden or Tommy and Sherry start praying about me and they talk to Brayden and he's like, you know, cause there's such a big cultural difference. There's a lot of practical reasons why I would not have been a good match for Brayden. And so he's like, I don't know about that. I'll pray about it. They praise about it. He comes home. Uh, they, we pick them up from the airport at JFK. Um, they come in and Braden gets this dream. He's supposed to marry me. I'm pretty sure we've gone through all this stuff. I before, think we've, yeah, right? we've covered this. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm kind of breezing past this. Okay. So, uh, Braden gets this dream. Uh, and in the midst of this, I'm dealing with another situation of, of someone else kind of being interested and, um, and trying to figure that whole thing out. And so they're there for a couple of days. I'm talking to Tommy and Sherry and, and uh, they leave. And, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm going, okay, Braden didn't ask while he was here. He's not interested. Like this is, this is not a possibility here. Braden is not going interested. And in the midst of this whole thing, I'm deciding that this other situation is not God's will. And so, um, so they leave and that, that we uh, that night I remember just going to bed and just crying and being like God I surrender it, I give it up like I would rather have like never get married and be in your will than to go outside of your plan so I I just give up <laughs> you it know like it's like Isaac on the altar basically. Yeah, you just yeah. totally died to it. I was just broken <laughs> I just wanted to be married so bad you know it, it's not like and and I still did it's not like oh and then all of a sudden I didn't want to get married it was not like that um but uh but I did have this like breaking of like surrender. A surrender. So then what do you know? Four days later, we get a phone call, Brandon calls, um, and talks to my dad. My dad leaves. He's, you know, he's crying uh, after he gets this, uh, after he talks to Brayden and Brayden tells him he'd like to pursue me in marriage. And so, uh, this starts our, our story here. And, um, and so, uh, this is the the beginning of this little this little piece here, Brayden. Uh, instead of you know just giving a exuberant yes, um, the first thing that I said was, okay, uh, if we're gonna pursue this direction, I need to give you the like the whole story, my life story. I want you to know everything in my past. I want you to know every relationship. And so I tell my parents, I was like, tell them we need to sit down and I'll have a conversation about my past. 
And so this is what we did. We drove down to Tennessee to our, for our families to spend time together within this context of maybe there's going to be something, um, you know, a marriage that's going to be pursued here, but it was still kind of like, I don't know what we'll see. And so we go down there and I end up sitting down with his mom and I tell her my story. I told her, you know, all the relationships that I'd been in, all of the mess ups, um, all of the, you know, just the life, the stuff that I'd exposed myself to and just the life that I, you know, had had. And, and I told her, I was like, I I don't, I don't, I feel like I've walked away from that life. There's nothing in me that wants to go back there, but I know that, you know, I know that this will affect a relationship that I have in marriage. And so I, I want Brayden to know everything before he goes into this. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to go one step into this without him knowing. And so, um, so she was so understanding and forgiving and loving and, uh, both he and his parents were just amazing, uh, through this whole thing and just loving and so, uh, encouraging and, and because this is hard. And so, so she goes and she talks to Brayden and her and, her and Tommy both, both set him down and tell him. And, uh, and it, it was hard for Brayden to hear this. Uh, it wasn't some easy thing. Uh, and, and I mentioned that just because, you know, I don't want to be- belittle, um, our emotion, our effect on God's emotions, uh, that, you know, when we decide to walk away from him, when we decide to, um, turn away, there's a, an emotional response that God has. Uh, and, and, and that's a very real thing. And, and I feel like we need to know that we need to be aware of that. He's not so distant, you know, that we, he's not so distant that he's unaffected by our, our, our decisions that we make in our lives. Yeah. Well, I'm even and thinking so, of that song. Many of you are probably familiar with it. And I'll never know how much it cost to see my sin upon that cross. So just yeah. the weight of it, that he bore yeah. our sins. He, it was a painful thing for him to experience, the weight of our sins. And so, yeah, in, a, in just you know, seeing that picture that, yeah, sin is a difficult thing at times. Yeah. You know, to, but you have to face it. You can't just ignore it. You have oh. to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, so was, this was hard on Braden, um, but he prayed about it, and he was like, God, I feel like this is, this is the direction. And so he uh, said to his mom, he said, okay, I want to talk with Tally. I want to sit, and I want to talk about this and get, get through this uh, so we don't have to bring this into the marriage. We want to we just deal with this. And so, so Braden and I sat down with both of our moms, and he said, can you just talk to me about all the things you talked to my mom about? So I did. I went through all of the same stuff, the relationships and everything. And, and I sat there and it was a, (laughs) it was a pretty rough feeling uh, going through all of this stuff. It was, this was not a party by any means. Um, It was very hard. Um, uh, So get to the end of this, I'm, I'm saying this all and I go, you know, I had no idea that I was sinning against my husband through this this time. And, and if that's you, I, I need your forgiveness. Can you forgive me for these things? And so Brayden had a tallit next to him. That was the tallit that his mom had made him. And for those who don't know what that is, it's just a, it's a prayer shawl. You see him over in Israel. It's just yeah. a shawl that men will wear during times of prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he had that, this is totally unplanned by Brayden. He had had this sitting next to him. And as soon as I had said, uh, will you forgive me for this? 
he looked down, he picked up this tallit and he put it over top of me. And he said, he said, you're covered. He said, I, I want you to know that, that you are covered. You're forgiven. I'll never look at you as that person. I totally forgive you. And, and I want you to know that my banner over you is love. And I just, I want you to know that. I want you to walk in that and, and know that you're covered. And so, um, and, and this is the part where Brayden really sounds perfect in the story. <laughs> this is, this is, and this is really just God, um, uh, just inspiring and writing this story. Um, because well, Brayden didn't really plan this. I don't think he, no, I had no, no plans yeah. for that, but God had really been working on my heart over the previous years about the power of his forgiveness and mercy mm -hmm. in my life. Yeah. And just, and, and I just, it was just a, a kind of a gut response of a, a work that God had been doing in me, the power of his love that he had forgiven me of so many things that I was able, I felt this, just this gut reaction just to offer that forgiveness that he'd given me. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, we, we, I was sat there like completely like, okay, <laughs> I walked, I walked out of there and you'd think, oh, it's a no brainer. Like this guy's the best, you know, this is gonna, but I walked out of there just feeling like, horrible I just was like I just told this guy everything and it's oh I just felt so horrible just having to replay this stuff in, in, in my you felt past. A, a pretty far distance away from that you'd already yeah, been changing your life for a couple of years yeah and you feel like oh I'm free of that stuff well now I'm having to revisit it and having to get through this again and it's just like bleh, you just feel slimed all over again and then you've got this like seemingly perfect person in front of you just looking so wonderful and doing everything so right and I was just like I can't marry him <laughs> like I was like no way I can't marry him he married he deserves like some like wonder woman like some perfect you know uh person out there there's no way that that I can be the one for him and so so I walked out of there just like did not know what to do the next day. I think we spent with the family there and I was just silent. I didn't know what to say or what to do. And it was kind of an awkward, um, season because both of us kind of like assumed that we were going forward, but we weren't sure, like it wasn't real clear yet. So I went home and I just like, I could, I couldn't say no. I didn't feel like I could just say no. On a human level, it was just, you could see the pieces coming together. Yeah. But God revealed himself to you. Yeah. And so, yeah. So then I'm, I'm going, there's no way I can marry him. And, and I'm, but I, but I can't say no, but God, if this is your will, I have to know, I have to know if this is, if this is your will. And so I started just crying out to God. I was like, there is no way I'm marrying him unless you are very clear about. So, uh, so anyways, this is, I'm like, I am begging God for an answer and I'm not a big, like, touchy feely spiritual emotional kind of a person and so uh so anyways the but the one night i'm sitting there and i'm praying and as i'm praying to god uh i all of a sudden like the love of yeshua just starts 
washing over me in a way that like I had never experienced anything like this before. And I was just completely overwhelmed. I was just a puddle on the floor. I was just crying and crying. And the only thing that could come out of my mouth was I just kept on saying, I love you, Yeshua. I love you, Yeshua. And I just was, I, I, I just never experienced anything like that again. I mean, it's just, it was a huge moment in my life. And, um, and so I just laid there on the floor in basking in God's love. And when I got up, I had like a confidence and an assurance that God loved me. He forgiven me and that he was saying, yes, this is my plan. Go forward. And so, um, so anyways, from there, uh, I gave a yes and we started going forward. Uh, but, uh, you know, over the next uh, however many months that was, about three months until we were actually married, even through the betrothal season, um, this was a place where the enemy really tried to come at me with doubt, with the rejection, you know, because I had experienced a lot of rejection in my life with relationships and stuff. Uh, I was always in it for the long haul. I felt like, <laughs> I felt like I'm, I'm in this for the long haul. And uh, and I was always rejected in the end. Uh, and so I was just like, man, if there's anyone in my life that has a really good reason to reject me, it's this guy. <laughs> like he has no reason to, to like me right now. And so there was this whole thing that the enemy was just pounding me with things like he's going to, he's going to be sorry. You're going to get yeah, what, married. What He's mistake gonna am out. I going to make that's going to make it's him not like me any, anymore exactly. or something like that? Yeah. yeah. And so anyways, a really big um, moment for us was when we went down right before the betrothal and uh, we, we pulled up to the house and Braden walked me. He gave me a rose and he walked me into the house and all the lights were out and it was dark. And uh, he pointed up and there was this banner that was hanging in the house and it was in glow in the dark paint. He had written the words Ahava, which it had is, all the lights out and I don't know if you've heard of this, but there's actually glow in the dark paint out there. And I just somehow had a little can of it sitting out in the shop. I thought this would be great. Just, you know, paint it on this sign and turn all the lights out and let her see it. She knew a little bit of Hebrew, so you could read it, I think. Yeah. 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 So seeing this, I was like, and he, and he looked at me and he said, my banner over you is love. And so, uh, and so I took this, I took his tallit with me for the betrothal season and I took, uh, this banner and I hung it over my bed and it was such an amazing reminder to me all the time that uh, whenever I felt like bombarded by the enemy trying to tell me that, you know, that this was not a good decision and stuff, that I could look up and I could say, no, his banner over me is love. I know that his banner over me is love and that, um, and that he loves me. And so... And, and just yeah. relating it to the picture of Yeshua, that's the lens that he sees us through. Yeah. Through love, he, he desires to call us forth as, as a beloved you know, the yeah. voice, and this is the whole deal, you know, the voice of my beloved podcast, the reason we're doing this is to emphasize this element of his heart. He's calling us up. He's calling us forth into maturity, but through that voice of love. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, um, it was a huge learning experience, uh, just going through this and it was amazing for me to see, uh, just the importance of, of accepting Yeshua, uh, accepting Braden's love, but then accepting Yeshua's love also. And it just, you know, as years gone by and looking back, um, just seeing just how important it is that we walk in the identity of 
the bride uh, that Yeshua. Uh, so that's where that song to. was born. I, I'm in love with the man who placed a banner over me. Yeah, that's where that was born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've had you know I've, I've had two love banners pl- placed over me, one by Yeshua and one by Braden. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, I think we're gonna sign off now, and we might continue into the next into the next one uh, just a little well, bit we'll into see. this story. Yeah. But uh, just to close out, I just want to say the power of his word is is so needed, you know, and so I've got these, I've got a whole list of things and I like to just go off, you know, just read these in the mornings. A lot of times I call them victorious declarations, but these just scriptures that are identity scriptures just to speak over yourself and to remind yourself who God says you are. So just how important that is. And this was a part of our journey. Tally and I, you know, over that first year, just wanted to keep reminding her who God's word says she is. And for her to grow in that identity. And this is where we are as the bride to embrace that, to know it, to really, really believe it. Yeah. So this is Braden Talley reminding you to listen to the voice of your beloved bridegroom. He is coming quickly.